Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm back with Christy Clover and we're talking about how to homeschool. Um, It's the question that everybody asks before they start homeschooling. And some people, 10 years into homeschooling, you're still asking, how do I homeschool? (laughs) How do I do this thing, this big thing called homeschooling? And so we're here to help you. It's what we do at the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. And it's what Christy does through her ministry as well. She has such a great ministry. Um, Christy, do you still do YouTube videos? I know you did for a long time. It's a great question. Um, I have not done one in a long time <laughs> and I am coming back to YouTube. So hopefully when people yeah, hear good. this, I have YouTube videos because yeah. um, one of my little things is that I don't like to give advice about life stages that I have not walked through. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, and so I was very careful to never share information like my last YouTube video, my oldest son, Grant, was going into high school, and I refused to talk about oh, wow. how to homeschool high school until I had actually graduated a child. And now I've graduated two children, yeah. and it's still like the question that everyone's like, will you please tell us how you did this? Um, yeah. So that I have some different videos that I have planned out to kind of talk through that and to encourage people in their homeschooling. And it's funny because now I feel like I can even talk more about this whole young adult, like what it's like to parent with you ha- when you have kids leaving the house because yeah. I have two out of my home now. It's it's horrible, but it's so sad. <laughs> it goes fast. And like that's I am now that now that mom that when I see people with their little kids, I'm like, oh, enjoy these enjoy times. <laughs> they go fast. And I'm like, I can't believe like when you I remember when mom said that to me, I'm like, yeah, you come and spend a night at my house. I'm not sleeping. Yeah. Like I'm so tired. Right? And yet it's like, I, I am literally saying that the words come yeah. out of my mouth and I'm like, come back. But I'm like, but no, that's what they really need to know. Like, cause we, yeah. they say, give your kids roots and wings. That, that sounds so pretty. But then I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I'm fine with clipping their wings. They can stay at home. I yeah. love having all of our kids at home and I miss yeah. it, but you know, it just makes the times when we're all together sweeter. So it's okay. Yeah. You'll survive. Just come and yeah. yeah, come and talk to me, and we'll cry together. I miss my kids. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I still three. It's... I still three at home. So. Oh, that that's one more than I have at home, um, oh. and that's because I only have two kids. So yeah, <laughs> uh, it's oh my goodness. We were talking to Nikki Truesdell, um a while back. We were at a homeschool conference with her, and so we got to have dinner with her. And she has a grandbaby now, and she was like, "It's <sighs> everything they said it would be." I mean, she was like, "It's just amazing." Yeah, I hear I that. So, yeah, I'm ready I for hear that. that too. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, you've got a married son now, so maybe I soon. do. I always say I'm only nine months away from potentially being a grandma. So, <laughs> you know, it could happen. That's awesome. But no, I mean, it could happen. They have all the grace and they can take their time. They can go fast and yeah. go slow. They're married. And before and you know it, you're going to have grandkids and, you know, oh my goodness. little ones no. to hold. And then you can give them back for the sleepless nights. And it's wonderful. I Oh, that, that I'm looking forward to. Like yeah. my kids are so funny. I'm talking to my daughter this morning. So cute. She's like, so we are my, my, um, my in-laws did the cutest thing with all the grandkids. They called it camp clover and they would have all the kids come over and they would do camp clover. So she's like, mom, when you do camp clover, are you going to oh. give them dinosaur oatmeal? And that is what my mother-in-law has done is she had literally had like, if they're going to go spend the night at grandma's house, anytime camp clover or not, they know exactly what they're going to eat because she has like created these little traditions with them. And even, oh, even my fun. 21 and 19 year old son will request dinosaur oatmeal when they're at What is dinosaur oatmeal? Oh, 
okay, it's like one of the most unhealthiest things you have ever seen, but it's so fun. So I think it's Quaker Oats. Um, no yeah. plug, we're not a sponsor of any kind. Right. But Quaker Oats, you know how they have those like little packets of like yeah. oatmeal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they yeah. have oh, one yeah. that you pour it in a bowl and there's little eggs. And when you pour the what? hot water on, the eggs turn into little dinosaurs. <gasps> It's just more sugar. I've never even heard of such a thing. Is this like a weird California thing? No, it's everywhere. It is everywhere. But it's like one of these fun things. Or she'll do leg. I didn't even know they made Lego waffles. They make Lego waffles. And of course you got to have waffles. That's the thing. They go to grandma's house. And this one time I remember my mother-in-law called me. She's like, the kids aren't really, um, they're not being as as obedient as they normally are. And I'm like, how much sugar have you fed them? And it was like nine in the morning. (laughs) She's like, well, we only had waffles with syrup and, you know, we had waffles with syrup and whipped cream and watermelon, which watermelon is super healthy, but it's also a lot of natural sugar in it and like juice and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's more sugar than they usually have like in several days. So that might be it. So maybe slow down, spread it out, maybe save the juice for lunch. And like, (laughs) so I'm like, maybe just syrup and not but it was funny, but they, I mean, I don't care because they have so yeah. much fun agreement and I just love oh, yeah. making memories. So yeah. Yeah. It's fun to have oh, family cool. members like that. My sister-in-law, she, every time we go to her house, she has a box of lucky charms for my girls because oh. we don't, we, we, those are like our special occasion. It, you know, oh, on yeah. birthdays and like Valentine's day, I'll buy my girls lucky St. charms. St. Patrick's um, day, but, Clover yeah, day. It's fun. That's yeah. really cool. All the lucky charms here. So Right, right. Good stuff. stuff. (laughs) It is so much fun to have fun as a parent and as a grandparent, as an auntie, you know, all the things. So anyway, we're going to get back into talking about homeschooling and how to homeschool. But before we do, I want to say thank you again to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. I know you guys are loving it because I hear from you guys. We've gotten lots of messages from people, our listeners saying, hey, we tried out CTC Math and we loved it. My kids loved it. Um, you guys try them out. Try out all of our sponsors. We, I've told you this before. We do not ever promote anything that we haven't used, don't use, or would not recommend for your family to use. And so CTC Math, BJU Press Homeschool, IEW, and Apologia. Those are all things that we use in our homeschool or have used at one point or another. And these are um, products that we really believe in. We know the owners of every single one of those companies, and we really believe in their products because they are excellent and they will help you to homeschool. So check out all of them. Um, But math is, I've told you guys before, I hate math. I don't want to teach it to my kids. I can't teach it to my kids. Um, Any, I, I can't go past probably eighth grade math maybe some pre-algebra, maybe, maybe, but I'm not even sure. So if you don't want to teach math, ctcmath.com, try them out for free. Anyway, um, thank you guys for being back with us. Christy, um, we talked last time um, at the end of our episode, a little bit about scheduling and what your schedule looked like with your kids. I want to talk a little bit more specifically about curriculum today, because I know this is one of the questions that everyone's favorite question when they get started, uh, we talked about kind of de-schooling and, and starting slow for those younger years, but talk to the mom who maybe she's pulling in her middle school kid or her high school kid, or maybe even elementary school. And she's just like, I want curriculum, but there's so much, there's so there much to choose from. And, and I think this is the most, at least for myself, this is the most overwhelming part of homeschooling is knowing 
what curriculum to choose because it can get really expensive. Mm-hmm. And then once I, how do I choose it? And then once I choose it, how do I, what do I do with it? How do I, what use, do I it? use it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great question. <laughs> and yeah. I think that it requires an honest evaluation of yourself as the teacher um, because your curriculum needs to be something that will work for your kids' learning styles. And you're probably just figuring that out mm-hmm. when you're a new homeschool mom. You probably have observed certain things like, are your kids very tactile? They tend to listen better. Do they tend to, you know, visually see things? And really when you're incorporating all of the senses, that's when they're learning best. But um, you also have to pay attention to your teaching style because like I only have the capacity for so much. And so when we first started homeschooling, we had two kids in school and we had a toddler. I was able to do more hands-on type of, you know, curriculum, curriculum where we were, we were doing more things together, you know, like, cause I was eight, my boy, my oldest two are so close in age. They're only 17 months apart. So I could kind of teach them together except for reading and math, sure. which, you know, those are usually the two subjects where everybody's kind of learning incrementally and they build upon each other. Um, but and all the other subjects, I was teaching them together. And so that was a lot easier until I suddenly had high school and junior high and elementary and, you know, a baby and you're like someone else in between, like a toddler. Like it's hard when you have this big stretch. So that's when I had to get real and be like, "Eh, I can't really set up all of the things that I thought I could. I needed more video-based learning. And so our math curriculum is video-based. Our writing curriculum is more video. In fact, yeah, as much as I love IEW and I love, um, I love all things, um, all things fun and fabulous. It's such a great curriculum. I also know myself. I have never, I'm, okay, I'm going to be very honest. Andrew, if you're listening, don't listen to this part. I have never <laughs> completely finished the all things fun and fascinating. I've gotten at least halfway through with my kids but I rely on Andrew Poudois to teach my children. So we right. have just gotten to a point where that's what I do with my kids. They they yeah. watch Andrew on the TV and then they do their thing. And then I can t- I can kind of come in and help from there. Um, Wait, but so so just for those yeah. of you who are like, what in the world is she talking about? And who's yes. Andrew? Andrew yes. Poudois is the, <laughs> the founder president of IEW, mm-hmm. which is the Institute for Excellence in Writing. They're one of our sponsors on the podcast. And we're not talking about them because they are. It's because <sighs> we've used them, you've used them, and it's oh a goodness. fantastic writing curriculum. And so a lot of their curriculum is video-based, I, I think. Not Almost all everything it. they have, not all of it, but but a lot of their main they, yeah, um, stuff is main. video-based. And so Andrew, kind of like CTC Math teaches your kids how to do math mm-hmm. online, Andrew Pudua, who's the founder, um, he does basically like the classroom lecture, but he's hilarious. So I mean, he's fun. so engaging and they're fantastic videos. And so you can do the curriculum with your kids, but they will, he teaches it to them for you so that you don't have to teach it. So that's what she's talking about. I yes. wanted to just Thank clarify you. that. So people are yes. like, who is Andrew? Who is Andrew? And- what is she talking about? <laughs> yes. I try not to do homeschoolies and I did it. So I apologize. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. So yeah. Institute for Excellence in Writing, IEW. Um, yeah. I, that was where, those were a few of those like real moments. And what's great is yeah. that, I mean, even I, most, here's the other thing is most curriculums 
do have a resource where you can call in and ask and and they yes. do. And so I was like, I'm not getting to writing. I've tried doing it in the morning. I've got too many kids doing different, you know, levels of writing. And so I I was like, okay, so now so they helped me figure out this would be good for these kids, this would be good for mm-hmm. those kids. Um, but I had to get very real with myself. So my um Pollyanna, like you know, optimistic person of like, I can do it all. Yeah, that did not happen. That didn't play out, (laughs) you know, past like the first week of homeschooling. So when you're picking curriculum, I would encourage you to think how many age levels, if you have kids close together, then it's going to be easier. I still combine history and science with at least two kids in my homeschool if I can't Mm -hmm. get them all kind of under that umbrella. Um, So this year, for instance, my son who is doing ninth grade work, um, he did American history using um, sunlight, uh, whereas mm-hmm. the girls and I did American history using not grass, and we read that uh-huh. together. Um, so he was able to do his work independently. We were able to do our work independently. So there's a lot of different things like that, but you need to really pay attention to typically, you know, typically there's multiple subjects that you're teaching. So you want to see like, what is your capacity? Do you have young kids in the house? You know, Um, When you have babies and toddlers in the house, I encourage people, especially if they have younger ages of school age kids, please just stick to the basics, reading, writing, and arithmetic, and incorporate science and history into those subjects so you're not killing yourselves. Because what people do is they'll break down language arts. Okay, I need a curriculum for vocabulary, writing, penmanship, you know, grammar, uh, you know, whatever other th- spelling. So you've got five language arts that you buy curriculum yeah. for those. And then you're like, oh, history, geography. Um, you know, oh, I should do math work, you know, which is, I guess, geography. Right. Then we'll do math. We'll do math concepts. And we'll do, or right. like math theory. And then, oh, we need Bible. <laughs> we need Bible theory. We need world um, view. You know, like, so you end right. up having like 20 things that you think you have to teach. Right. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why when, I mean, here, here's something straight from my course. <laughs> so What I always encourage people to do is create a course of study. And so what that is, is you're taking each subject you're required to teach in that, like in our school, Bible is number one. Mm -hmm. So state doesn't require, but Clover, we we require that in our school. So I write those down and then I write down the curriculum that I'm going to be using or I'm I'm thinking about using. And then I kind of take a look at it and say, like, oh, like, can I use this here? And so that helps me to see, like, do I have a gap? Am I... Am I hitting everything I need to hit? And like, and then, wow, like, because sometimes you can skip over, you'll save so much money when you do it like that. And um, and so really trying to see how you can spread things out. Does it look like a lot on paper? Because it's going to feel like a lot for your kids. And so that's another thing is please give your poor children a break. Um, they don't need to do everything all the time. Um, so you can do, you can even split things up. I think that's a common misconception because we, we look at the public school, like we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, and we look at the public school and say, okay, how do I teach all these subjects all at once? Cause that's what they do in school. And that's not what you, you can seriously have like a month of doing science and a month of doing history and a month of, you know, however you want to do it. You just need to teach them little samples and kind of, and you'll figure it out. And the best advice I can give to families trying to figure out where to start with curriculum is just start with something. You can start at Costco. You can honestly go to Costco and get the workbooks and just have your kids do some workbooks, you know, get some books from the library, pull out your Bible, and that can 
kind of be your simple starter. Um, yeah. But you can change the create If your child is hitting their head up against a wall because they're just like, this is so hard, then you might yeah. not have a curriculum that works with how they're learning. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. The other thing that's really important to understand is that like, if when your child's getting frustrated, so when you feel the tension rising and they're getting frustrated, oftentimes it's because you're going too hard too fast. So it's time to hit right. the pause button. Who cares what you've had planned? Like for people going through my course, I'm like, I don't care what's in the crate because I teach people a crate system. Um, you're going to stop right there and you're going to give your kids a break and let's make sure that they have some fundamentals. And I, yeah. I think all of my kids have gone through this with uh, math in particular. There just comes a point where they're learning, 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 and then they're just frustrated. And what it usually comes down to is that they don't have their fundamentals down. So we'll take like up right. to a month sometimes, take a break from, who cares? Take a break from the curriculum and we're just gonna do math drills. And so we'll just like yeah. focus on times tables or focus on addition or subtraction, you know, just really get that so that like they can answer those questions, four times three, and they're like 12, right. you know, they've got it down. And right. that is going to be what makes all of the harder, like the, the upper division math so much easier when they really have yeah. those fundamentals. And so sometimes it's not a learning disability. So I think some parents are like, oh no, my child is a learning disability. Oh no, this is a parenting issue. Sometimes it's just you have the wrong curriculum. Or sometimes it's yeah. you need to hit the pause button and scale back. Same with phonics as well. Same with reading. Um, it's okay. Uh, I think in society, people are just like, your child's not reading by, you know, age five or six. Right. Like, what? You know, <laughs> I, I have that. a friend. I know. I have a girlfriend. And she still to this day has not told me which of her children. But one of her sons um, did not read until he was 12 years old. And he went from not being able to read at 12 years old to reading like the Bible aloud to the family, reading chapter books, because wow. sometimes you just have to wait for the brain to get it and then it right. just takes yeah. off and they catch up like that. So right. never be worried if you feel like your child is behind. Your child is learning at their at their rate and yeah. they will, they will, I mean, when the brain gets it, then it's yeah. just, it's so amazing to, to watch. And for the record, that friend that has five kids, um, all of them have master's degrees. Um, so wow. it's like, it's not like, you know, oh no, didn't read until 12. Like they were phenomenal. And like, honestly, I yeah. even hate saying that as like, as a, you know, as some sort of a line, because I don't even believe that you have to, and this is probably shocking for everyone. Like I am so out of the box now of like, you yeah. have to do this and do this and do the formula. Like, I don't think you need the piece of paper. There's a lot of things that you yeah. can do um, that don't require that. And by piece of paper, I mean college degree. Right. Um, 
that $150,000 of debt tacked onto it. Right. Right. No, I mean, we are totally thinking outside the box. My husband yeah. um, used to be in the financial industry and um, in, when, like, cause every time he mentioned we homeschool our kids and they're like, well, what are you going to do about college? He's like, well, actually my kids can get into college easily. My, you know, and our oldest, you know, is in college almost done. Um, but it's, he's doing online and he's working full time. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, and he's it, married. Yeah. And he's married and supporting his wife. And it's just this beautiful thing that when you think outside of the box and you have to do that in homeschooling and what you'll find is that it becomes a lifestyle. And so, and again, it takes three years. I I know it's going to drive everybody crazy, but it's going to take three years until you go, "Eh, I think I got this down. I think I know what I'm doing. And, um, but it just, it takes that long. So just give yourself grace. That's like, in all of like, in both of my books, I'm like, it's really the the name of the game is give yourself grace. It's okay. Yeah. Give yourself yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be okay. One thing I want to say going back to curriculum is I think one of the greatest things we can do is find maybe 3 people who are whose kids are around the same ages as your kids or maybe a little bit older. Ask them what they use and ask them especially during the summertime if yeah. you can borrow their curriculum just for like 2 weeks. Mm-hmm. Bring it home look through it yourself, see if it's something that would work for you. And then look at it with your kids and see if it's something that would work well for you and your kids. Or you can look at it online. A lot of companies, um, I think every one of our sponsors has trial things that you can do for free. They have free lessons that you can try out, stuff like that. So try it out for free before buying it. Yes. But ask your friends what they use and what they like about it. And not that you have to do what they do, but that's going to really help you to narrow down what might work best for your family. And maybe friends who do things a little bit differently. Maybe you've got a friend who does more Charlotte Mason style and one who's more unit studies and one who's more classical. So figure out what works best for your family. Talk with your friends and see if that curriculum that they're using might be a good fit for you. Um, And we are so out of time. You know what? We're going to come back. Christy, can you stick with me for another episode? Like, can we do a bonus episode? Absolutely. We can do it. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> because there's so much more to talk about. And I, I don't want to I don't want to end here, but we are we're like way out of time. Really quickly though, I just want to um say you talked about learning styles. We did an episode about probably a year and a half ago with Tyler Hogan on learning styles, mm. and that one is fantastic. We will put a link to that episode in the show notes so that you can go back and listen to that. And then we also talked about all the different teaching styles. So we talked about Charlotte Mason and classical and unit studies and traditional mm. um textbooks, all of those things, and gave even an overview of those things. So we're, uh, we'll put links to all of those in the show notes so you can go back and listen to those and get even more details on what does that even mean. So for especially you new homeschool mamas who are like, what are you even talking about learning styles? Yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to that because that will really help you to understand You know that all of our kids and us have different ways of learning. Either we're visual, auditory, kinesthetic, global. I mean, there's so many different ways that we I haven't learn. even heard so, of global. Wow. Well, global I'm, is kind of all of them put together. Okay, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> it, I was like, like, you, like you can kind of learn <laughs> in different ways. So we'll put links to all of those in the show notes. Um, but we're out of time. We're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to give you guys a bonus episode this week um, because I, I want to talk more about organization. And you you threw in that you do, uh, what do you call them, crates? Yeah, we have a crate system. So, yeah. Okay, well, I don't know what that is. I know. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> 
because now Perfect. I want to know what your crate system is. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll come back tomorrow. You guys, thank you for listening. If you've not left a review for this podcast, would you please do so um, on whatever platform you're listening to this on? Or if you're watching on YouTube, would you like and subscribe to our channel and share it with your friends? Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow and stay tuned for what's coming up next on the Schoolhouse Talk podcast. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. You do not have to do everything in the curriculum. Checking yeah. it off feels great, but you are the teacher. And if your kids are getting bogged down and feel like there is too much, you know what? For history, you're probably going to cycle it through three or four times. They're going right. to pick up new nuggets here and there. They don't need to read this extra book. They don't need to do all this extra work. So sometimes you as the parent can just decide, we're going to skip this part. Harder to right. do with phonics and math. Those you, you just take a yeah. week off and just pick up where you left off. But um, don't be afraid to just cross it out and just be done. Yeah. Like we're not doing Good that stuff. this year.